All right, guys. Wow, what an episode we have here. The Nordies podcast coming at you guys. We're still in quarantine. We might be for a while, so we're making the best of it by making the hottest podcast in the land. We're going to be doing a Marvel rewatch of Captain America Civil War. We're going to tell you all different shows that are coming in May that you need to watch and some that maybe you don't need to watch. Here we go. Nordies podcast. Here we go, Nordies Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing today? Oh, pretty good, man. Just checking in from quarantine. How are you? You know, I'm doing great. Can't wait to pod. We got lots to talk about. Uh, I've been watching lots of stuff. I think you guys have as well. And uh, I think we've got an amazing episode for our listeners today. But before we dive into all this amazing content and all the incredible banter we will have and all the memorable things you'll be telling your friends the next week, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean Podcast app or Spotify and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Appreciate. Oh hell yeah! Very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate everyone that uh, that clicks play week in and week out. All right, guys. Um, it's time to talk about the beer we're drinking tonight. I'm going to start. I have a super exciting beer, okay? Mm. Like, I'm really pumped. Like, it's been, like, killing me that I haven't been able to drink it in my fridge. I'm drinking, uh, oh, gosh, Explic Colada. It's X-P-L-Y-C-Y-T. I don't know that word. Colada. <laughs> a Berliner with pineapple, coconut, vanilla, and lactose. It's from Barrel Theory over in St. Paul and uh, – Something about it fights cancer. It says, keep cold, drink fresh, fuck cancer. Okay. It's really cool. It tastes incredible. All, all their Berliners are amazing. I love that they made that kind of their corner. They make great IPAs. They make great stouts. They make everything really well. But they kind of like do all of these special different flavored Berliners. This one has lactose and vanilla in it. So it's really freaking good. This was an expensive beer. It was $15 for the Crowler. So this is a really spendy special beer, but I've been excited to drink it all week. I got it just for the pod. That's beautiful. I am hanging out with Dangerous Man. This is a Key Lime Meringue Pastry Ale. So I got two of these Crowlers so that I could have one for the pod and my wife could have one because she loves Key Lime anything. And... The meringue is key in the name because it comes through because they added lactose. This is super delicious. $9 for the crawler, half price compared to the barrel theory, but still delivers on a bunch of that tropical, tasty dessert beer style. Carter, what about you? So I'm back at Wild Mine because <laughs> you know, that's what I do. Mm. And I got this thing, this beer, it's their collaboration. It's, it's They call it a worldwide collaboration brewed to support uh, hospitality professionals. It's called All Together. Um, yeah. It's the West Coast IPA. I think that a lot of uh, breweries have been kind of doing this. Um, and it's hosted by other half brewing, uh, whatever they're doing. So I know a big uh, portion of the proceeds are going to, um, you know, uh, some of the essential, uh, workers, uh, battling against, you know, COVID-19 and things like that. So I, it was, it was a $12 crawler. So it was a little bit expensive, but I'm happy to pay that premium in order to be able to, you know, kind of support some local relief efforts. Nice. Yeah. A bunch of places are doing, I think modest did a all together, um, fair state maybe did too. So yeah, that's great. All right, guys, here we go. It is time while we sip these beers to move on to Do We Care. So we're going to start with Do We Care about May shows. Jim, what shows are coming up that uh, we should be watching in May? All right, so obviously there's a lot more than this dropping. There's a bunch of shows we don't care about at all and never have. But out of the ones that either we've watched them or we've been following their progress, we got some shit dropping. Okay, so out of these, I have five shows I want to see which ones you guys are most excited about, okay? Okay. So I have Space Force coming to Netflix. Steve Carell, comedy, making fun of, you know, this brand new branch of the military. 
I'm 10 out of 10 excited for that show. So excited. Of course, it's coming out last. It's like the 30th of May, but um, that one I just cannot wait for. I think it's going to pretty much be great. I'm going to say I'm 9 out of 10 excited for it. I think it's going to be a little too silly at times, but I can't wait. I'll watch every episode. Okay, cool. Um, All right, we have Snowpiercer. So Ryan's been on this big bong hoon kick, and Snowpiercer was a a movie he made, and now this is a TV series coming to, wait for it, TNT? Oof. I know. So, yeah, it's on, you know, one of, like, the the step-down networks, but we'll see. I think it looks okay. That's a 2 out of 10 excited for me. Really? You think it's going to suck realistically? Dude, it's on TNT. It's going to look like garbage. It's going to be a really like weird color palette. It's going to have terrible acting. It's it's not going to be very good. Okay. All right. Well, I would say I'm more like a 4 out of 10 on this one. I would say 3 out of 10. I'm going to need a lot of people to tell me to watch it. I turned the movie Snowpiercer off partway Wait. through, so I don't think this is for me. No, Which probably is not. Where'd you turn it off at, Eric? Um, I turned it off after they turned the lights off and they were like, had the, the, the torches that they ran at them with. And it was just yeah. like a sword fight bloodbath. And I was like, yeah, I, don't really I was going to say that. I bet it was when the lights went out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Eric stopping point. I think. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, we have that new show from the makers of Rick and Morty called solar opposites coming to Hulu. Little half hour animated comedy for adults. I'm like a two out of ten on this. I'm gonna try it. Uh, I, I so, think I'm not watching it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit with Eric in that it's gonna be very like I'm gonna feel like I wish I was watching Rick and Morty. Well, like then you are in luck, Ryan, because Rick and Morty, the second half of this season is coming out this month too. I think it starts tonight. It might, yeah, I think it actually starts tonight. So I think we're getting five more from this season. They split the season up. Yep. So I, I think, but with that Solar Opposites, I feel like you're going to be, it would be like watching um, American Dad when you really just want to watch Family Guy. Like, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what benefit there is to having a show that's almost identical to Rick and Morty, but not quite as good. I don't know. Well, I, yeah. I'll probably watch a couple episodes just to see, and but I would say my expectations are super low, which could be a good thing. Okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, finally, I have one last one, and that's the second season of Homecoming on Amazon. We watched the first season. We only thought it was okay. Um, it is our guy, Sam Raimi. Right now, Sam, what's his name? Esmail. Esmail. Sam Esmail. <laughs> Not the so guy that did sh- Spider-Man. No. So we should care, but somehow nobody does. Like, nobody does. I I have no interest. Like, I'm going to watch it, I think, because I am bored. Yeah. So I assume I'm going to watch it, but I thought season one was such a massive disappointment. They just told an entire story beautifully and well acted that I just didn't care about. Yeah. And that was a yeah. issue. That's a, that's a huge problem. And I... Maybe there's a different angle that they're going to come with for season two. And mm-hmm. so maybe if you go in with the attitude of like, well, season one was kind of a disappointment. Maybe season two will be better. You might enjoy it a little bit more, but yeah. also it could be just as boring as season one. So obviously no Julia Roberts. Um, they kind of recasted some stuff. The one kid that was kind of like going, Walter his, was his character's name. He was going kind of through this military industrial complex and, um, he's going to be in it, but otherwise it's like all, you know, new characters, same world, same company doing the shady stuff. So I'll watch it. I'll let you guys know, but I, really that's it. So, you know, in May, a couple of decent options. I wish there was more. You got a few high end and then a few like flyers, right? Yeah. Things that, that have a, that could be good, but we're not expecting a lot. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's what May TV might look like. Oh, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Kind of well, it's, uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a barren wasteland out there. So well, and it's not going to get any better. Is the worst part. It's going to get yeah. much worse. Yeah. They're not making any new TV or movies right now. So there will be, however long we're in this quarantine shutdown, 
there will be that kind of gap in content, which hasn't hit us yet. We're still seeing shit that was filmed last year, but that is about to dry up. See, the one thing I think that we have to realize, though, is that there has to be some shows that are going to be coming faster because people are just sitting around on their computer editing it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe because they, they don't have a backlog of stuff. There's, there's nothing else to edit, so the stuff that they do have to edit, they can really focus on. Is that what you mean? Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Maybe. That's, Possibly. That's okay. okay. They rush that out, and then we're still in a big lull yeah. of no, nothing new. So. Right. <laughs> then then August hits. I could quit on it. So. Yeah, I know you're being trying to be positive. All right, guys. So uh, we did find out though that the boys season three has been greenlit. That's before we even see the boys season two. This is uh, a show that I think has been talked about enough that it's almost overrated at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it, it isn't, like, premium television, but it was a nice, like, B show, in my opinion. Like, a really good yeah. one that I am excited about. So, I don't want to put the weight on it to make it something it isn't. Um, but it is a show that people should be excited about. Season one was a whole lot of fun. And I would assume the budget will only go up for seasons two and three. I don't think I would call season one very fun. Um, it's like it, in the sense of the characters were pretty much the worst people on earth. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it. I would give it a pretty like a significantly higher grade than a B. I would probably say B plus, uh, B, uh, A minus uh, territory. Where I'm, I'm very excited for season two, and I'm super pumped that they're getting a third season. Yeah, I'd probably put it as a, at a B. A little bit of che- little, you know, kind of cheesy, but the subject matter. I mean, wh- what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's it's superhero shit. So, all right, so we all care about that, um, yeah. and then we find out that uh, HBO is uh, doing a Hellraiser series. It's in the works. Um, what is Hellraiser, and why should people care? So, Ryan, have you seen Hellraiser? I never I watched it because it was too scary. Yeah, I think it was like probably, you know, mid 80s, late 80s. Uh, this kind of like you open this scary fucking demon box and then you got a lot of problems. Now you got like Hellraiser himself to deal with. He's got the pinhead, right? So we've all seen this dude. Um, the guy that directed Pineapple Express is the one kind of front running this and he's going to be doing, you know, directing a few episodes. So a little bit of a weird group, but um, I don't know. It's for HBO, right? So it should be decent. I think the director is a big enough deal that doing television on HBO um, is something that we should believe in, even if the story is something that wouldn't catch our interest right away. So I care about this. Um, I care about everything HBO does, unless it's like super boring, like unless it's like a timepiece, like, oh, it was really difficult having a family in the 1890s, you know, like they do shows <laughs> like that, that kind of bore me. But if it's anything that's targeted towards me and it's HBO, it's usually really damn good. So I care about this. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited it's, about this. It's, it's, weird to hear you, it's weird to hear you say that, Eric, because I feel like you'd be okay watching an hour and a half of like a horror movie, but then like an hour week after week of being like terrified and scared or, gore would just completely put you off but maybe uh maybe i'm I'm misreading that then i mean i'm not saying i'm gonna like it but i think i'm just excited to see where they're going with this i guess i just don't really understand the character all that much like i know what the character looks like but i don't have any idea what type of universe the show is happening in all i know is it's going to be on hbo and it's going to look really cool yeah it's demon stuff whatever so it's more awesome. more of your your faith in the network as opposed to like the characters and the content. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's what it is, and I think that I like Pineapple Express. I know this guy probably needs a win, and going to TV might be that for him. But you know, he's obviously proven he can make cool things. I'm gonna assume that this is not as scary as um, maybe we think, but I could okay. be. <laughs> All right, guys, next up, uh, we're getting a show on Netflix. It's in the works, and it's called Nola Holmes or something to do with Nola Holmes, who is, I believe, the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. Is that right? So, yeah. So what station did I say this was coming to? HBO again, right? I thought it was Netflix. 
Okay, yes, Netflix, right. Because, um, yeah, Henry Cavill. So, um, you know, I read all these books. Like, the books are great, the Sherlock stuff. And there is no mention of a younger sister, a teenage sister. It's just Sherlock and Mycroft, but it's all good. Um, they Apparently, at some point, they wrote this book called Enola Holmes, and it's about the younger sister. And so they got Millie Bobby Brown to be her. I think that um, Henry Cavill will probably be Sherlock. Um, but it'll be a pretty big budget. I They make so much shitty Sherlock Holmes stuff. But when it's good, it's really good. I like all Sherlock Holmes stuff. I mean, I, I think I do too. Like it gets somehow it's just interesting to me. I just think Sherlock Holmes is a great character. And like, I thoroughly enjoyed the Robert Downey Jr. Movies. Yeah. Like I still do. It's like a regular watch for me. Um, I really enjoyed Sherlock the show with Benedict Cumberbatch for the and, first two seasons or something. And then it got just really bad. Right. But I mean, there's only like 10 episodes total. Yeah. Like a few of the episodes are bad and most of them are good. But, I mean, there's only a few episodes. I mean, it really was done like movies. Yeah. And I have nothing but faith in what happens with this series. So I definitely care. Can't come out soon enough. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board, too. I, I completely agree. I think it's going to be entertaining at the very least, as long as they do sort of like that, uh, you know, the very uh, Holmesy type of investigatory uh, crime solving and that there's always like a second or a third, you know, bad guy that you don't see. Uh, but I completely agree with the takes um, on the first two Sherlock Holmes. They were fantastic. Can't wait for the next one. Love it. All right. Shit. All right, guys, people were really excited online this week because LeBron James leaked the uh, image and the name of the new Space Jam movie. It's going to be called Space Jam, A New Legacy. I am so excited about this, and there's no one better to do it than LeBron James. I know this is going to be a kid's movie, but it's a kid's movie that I can't wait to see. Space Jam 1 is amazing, and it was funny, and I think everyone could enjoy it, and it is definitely a series that needs some updating, and I think that this was really good news. You know, I watched the original one with my kids like a week ago or two weeks ago. They were into it. Like, I was entertained. And it's short. It's like just over an hour, you know. Ooh, a tight 70? It's a, it's a tight 75, I'd say, right in there, which okay. I appreciated. Um, like before you know it, they're playing like the big final battle, you know, the big basketball game. How did uh, how did uh, Babs look? Babs is straight fire, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I was reminded what that did to me as a younger man. <laughs> I was like, like Jessica, Jessica Rabbit level. No, Jessica Rabbit is top top tier. I'd put Babs just right below that. Okay, Babs was a lot. <laughs> I mean, I would say Jessica Rabbit up there with, uh, with like Jasmine, and then sure. maybe Babs is right there with Little Mermaid for me. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, no, it's good. So you know, it makes sense. LeBron's going to do it. Um, They'll probably have Kyrie and a bunch of other kind of like celebrity. KD will probably be in it trying to be funny and he'll suck. Um, uh, you're you're going to know who's friends with LeBron. Yeah, that's true. Because he <laughs> gave all those guys parts. I doubt it's Kevin Durant. No, Kevin Durant and LeBron aren't cool. I don't think Kevin Durant's showing up in this movie. Well, that's, why Kevin Durant, that's why Kevin Durant is going to be on the Monstars, dude. Mm. Or they're going to have a monster, a Monstar, excuse me, with like the initials of KD. What, well, that would be incredible shade right there. Yeah, that would be great. They're, the only reason that they wouldn't even consider inviting Kevin Durant is that at some point, someone will have to make a joke about them or about him, and he wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, he like, wouldn't. There would know, be a Twitter like, joke like, or something. You know, it, it's like a written comedy of like, there's going to be some like self-deprecation, right? And... The the, an, the the you know animated characters are going to make a little bit of fun of some of the real life people and KD is like no I can't do that you nope. can't make fun of me I'll cry yeah he's he's the worst um, I bet they have James Harden in there because when you take him and then you put him into Monstar version you know he'll have the big beard it'll be kind of it'll it'll just be easy writing you're gonna get Anthony Davis with that with the brow for sure yep that's happening a hundred percent. 
Steph yep. Curry is going to be in it for sure because he's too big. His of a agent star. gets him in everything, and he's going to be like the little tiny, um, you know, monster like the guy that can't miss. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's fun to think about. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, it was some good news when we're missing some good sports news. So I think we all care, at least to some degree. To some degree, yes. All right. uh, We found out also that there's going to be a live action Hercules movie by Disney. Do we care about this? Nope. I didn't like Hercules originally, and I don't care about it now. So I never liked it. No, I never liked it either. I mean, I know that I was I was like getting a little older, and so I probably was kind of no matter what had come out in that that Disney animated slot, I wouldn't have been as into it. But I didn't. I remember not liking the animation at all, like the really squared edges and stuff, sharp angles on people. It wasn't didn't look like Disney animation to me. And then it was just like over the top, silly. It's almost like SpongeBob humor. Of yeah. like let's be let's have characters that are really intentionally annoying and and it's loud and it's bright and it's just like can't follow a fucking story thread at all. Dude, so I, I just wasn't into it. Ripping SpongeBob, like you know, you know how people are gonna respond. To I that. actually like SpongeBob, but a SpongeBob, you know, it's just it's like a twenty minute goofball thing. This is supposed to be, you know, that was like an hour and a half movie, whatever. Are we just kind of also over like? Greek mythology in general. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 I think, like, yeah, we, we've had enough. Like the, you know, the revet, the clash of the Titans mm. and 300. And I know that's not like technically Greek mythology, but some of the parts are like, I, I think we're just kind of done with that genre for a while. Like I, I, I have no desire to see a remake of, of Hercules at all. Yeah. Who are they going to cast though as Hercules? That's the question. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably fucking boring. It's gonna be John Cena, baby. John Cena would actually be really good, but I bet it's like The Rock. You know who it needs to be, and I bet he's hitting the gym right now. John B. John B. Give me more John B. In my John life. John B. For Hercules. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone would be happy with that. Hell yeah. Um, overall, we don't care. Nope. Um, also, do you feel like there was more talk about, uh, about our show uh, Outer Banks this week? More, what do you mean? Like, do you feel like the world, uh, got on board this week? Oh, hell yeah. People are catching on, man. (laughs) You were such a trailblazer there. Who knew? No, I was just bored. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's for sure. Well, it's also really really easy when Netflix is like, this is our number one trending show. And everyone's like, shit, I better hop on board that train. Hey, the the trending is really nice. I do like that, though. I really like it. It kind of is like, allows me to avoid things and it allows me to find things I wouldn't have found. So avoid things and then make sure that you got all the water cooler stuff dialed up. It is true, though. I mean, I like to see what other people are watching, but. When you usually look at the top 10, you're like, wow, eight of these are trash. Like this is, yeah. most of it is not well done. It's not good. And that's what people watch on there. It's weird that all 10 out of 10 are Netflix originals. Strange. That's yeah. sure. <laughs> Maybe that's why they all suck so bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next up we have uh, Tom Hardy is starring in a biopic of uh, Capone, Al Capone. Yeah. So. The only reason I wanted to bring this up is that it's not, it's going to be a little bit of like the gangster biopic, but it's supposed to be Al Capone in his later years when he's like, uh, got like syphilis and is kind of like going crazy a little bit. Cause that really messes with your mind apparently when you're, when there's no cure. And mm-hmm. I feel like Tom Hardy always brings a little bit of a, a different element to roles. And I think this could be pretty good if, not very depressing and dark. Uh, but I think, I think just the fact that Tom Hardy is playing this character makes me like five to six out of 10 interested in it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a period piece. So I'm kind of like a little bit hesitant just right off the bat. I do like Tom Hardy. Um, I don't know. It looks good. The trailer's out. Did you guys watch the trailer? No, it this sounds so oh, boring. I only saw the posters, but maybe. Okay. Yeah, it looks fine. 
I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's actually really good. I'll say that. I have this feeling it's going to be really good and it's still going to be really boring. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's move on to some hot wrecks. Um, Barter, you, you, you're going to start. You watched Waco, one of those shows on Netflix. What'd you think? So this isn't a new show. This was something that was released in like 2018, I think, but it just moved to Netflix very recently. Um, a couple of, cool things going for it. One, it's a limited series um, in that it's only six episodes, I believe. Six episodes, like 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. So not not too long in that regard. Um, The cast is absolutely stacked to the gills. Michael Shannon, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Rory Culkin, um, Shea Wiggum, uh, speaking of Mm -hmm. homecoming, uh, Julia Garner, your girl from uh, Ozark, yeah. Um, Glenn Flesher, who's the guy who plays like the, he was in Barry. He was the, the, the big bald gangster guy in season one. Um, oh yeah. That guy's been in a bunch of HBO stuff. Yeah. So like the cast is really good. Like it, it's, it's got a lot of uh, well-known people. Um, and th- so, so let's just back up a second too. Like Waco is the story about David Koresh and the branch Davidians um, and the whole like, FBI meltdown that happened with them back in the nineties. Um, it, it does a really good job of kind of staying neutral and that it tells everyone's motivations pretty equally. And it, you can understand why there was such a cluster F at the end because there really wasn't like, nobody knew how to handle a situation like this. So right. uh, I was, I was really impressed with the, with sort of the, the pace that it went at and how they told everyone's point of view in that like you, you could really understand the motivations of everyone and it was kind of entertaining. So I would give this like an eight out of 10. I'd give it like an 82 uh, Rotten Tomato score. Damn. Uh, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. It's really good. Well, when you know it's six hours and it's capped at that, that's always kind of appealing. Yeah. It's like 290 minutes. I think Eric's cat kind of stole your thunder on your <laughs> review. Not my cat. That was my cat. Wow. Well, then you, you get what you deserve. Yeah. Sorry. So maybe good. she was telling me Waco sucks. <laughs> Stop talking about it. All right. All right, guys. <laughs> I took the plunge. This shows you uh, where I'm at with my TV watching. This week, I watched Netflix's big time show from Denmark. Two seasons of a show called The Rain. Not The Rain, like mm. The Rain of a uh, Royal... The rain, like the rain that falls from the sky. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this show, and then I'm going to give you guys my review. This show is about this scientist who freaks out and warns his family that they need to get in the car ASAP because the rain is coming. They're like, what do you mean the rain is coming? Everyone gets on the road. They're trying to escape. He gets them to this bunker, this super high-tech fancy bunker that he has planned out for them. Everyone who's stuck in the rain dies of this horrible disease, all right? And it ends up being just these two kids are stuck in a bunker by themselves for six years, not knowing what's happening on the outside world. No one ever communicates with them. When eventually they run out of food, they have to go out into the world and they find a post-apocalyptic world where most of the people are dead and the people who are alive are usually a danger to them, okay? All right. Um, Good setup. What? That was a good setup. Nice work. The mystery of season one was really cool, okay? Now, the show is Danish, and so there's, like, a dubbed voice thing that's happening that bothers some people. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, they dub voices. The mouths don't line up. I can't watch that. I'm like, you're probably looking at your phone anyways, okay? So <laughs> it's fine. The show was really fun for season one. Season two um, kind of turns into a sci-fi show. And I don't think that that was the right decision. So my question for all listeners is, how bored are you in quarantine? Okay. If the answer is, I'm really bored, I need things to do, watch The Rain. If the answer is, I have a lot of shows to catch up on, The Rain shouldn't be up for consideration. Okay. No, that's a that's a good, helpful review. I don't think I'm that bored. So I probably will not be watching The Rain. In fact, about a year ago, I tried to watch The Rain and only got about 25 minutes in 
and was pretty shocked at how bad it was. The the first 25 minutes where you watched was some of the worst television I've ever watched. How did you get through it? I don't know. I was just like, whatever. I'm just eating a bag of popcorn and it's (laughs) like, whatever. We'll see what happens. You're just more bored. All right. Sounds good. And then, and then I just like stuck with it. And then I'm not saying it was ever good, but I found myself like, oh, I really wonder what the answer is to this. Oh, you know, like there were things I was really curious about. It just gets a little um, sci-fi, a little wild, a little supernatural is not the word, but like um, uh, people's ability to control the disease um, becomes like almost like X-Men like. And I kind of think that was a big time mistake on their part. So it's a huge show in Denmark. It's never going to be a huge show here. If you're bored and you like mysteries, watch the rain. I will say it was a little on the nose. It was a little heavy right now. Um, talking about a pandemic that's killing tons of people, you know, and watching the show and like seeing what it did to the world, kind of. That's got to be the only reason it was even remotely trending or popular in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's probably why. I think it's like one of the shows they're really promoting right now. I don't know if season two just came out or what, but like I said, if you're bored, the rain might be for you. It's only 14 episodes total for two seasons, so it was a pretty quick watch, but. I'm not trying to tell you guys this is going to transform your ideas of television. Okay. All right, uh, Barter, you watched Never Have I Ever, another one of those Netflix shows that's trending right now. What'd you think? So I only watched the first three episodes, but um, a couple things. This is about, or this is created by, in part, by Mindy Kaling. So a little bit of street cred there, at least uh, from a comedy perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of talked about. You know, like when we were mentioning, uh, you know, 10 Things I Hate About You and some rom-coms, um, some of them were kind of coming of age, you know, kind of pieces. This is definitely that, um, but really from an Indian perspective, like an Indian girl's perspective, um, in that her her folks live in, in the United States and moved here, and she's trying to fit in and, you know, is a little bit you know, on the outskirts of, of, you know, the popular groups of people and doesn't really, um, you know, only has a couple friends that are really close. So, uh, but overall the show is like written spectacularly. It's got a lot of, uh, I, I definitely through the first three episodes laughed out loud multiple times, um, at some things that were happening. Uh, I think it's really good. Um, so far I, Again, it, with all things similar to this, there is cheese. Um, there is some some silly parts where you kind of roll your eyes. But I think overall, um, it's a really well-written, well-acted, well-done uh, sort of offbeat comedy that goes pretty quick. You know, the episodes are, you know, like 25 minutes a piece. So uh, if you're... If you watch The Rain and you hated it, then flip over to uh, Never Have I Ever, and you'll probably feel better about things. <laughs> nice. All right. I'm going to watch that one. That's a good wreck. I'm going to watch one. All right. Uh, so finally, um, we're also watching what we do in the shadows. We've talked about it week in and week out, so we're not going to go deep into it, but it's definitely where would you guys rank it on the current wreck scale of what's left on TV here? The Episodes continue to get better and better overall, in my opinion, with what we do in the shadows. I love this show. I can't wait to watch it. When it shows up in the DVR box, I'm chomping at the bit to make dinner and sit down and like watch the episode that's that's just been aired. Yeah, I think Dave was is a little better. Well, I mean, just because Dave is about real people and this is about vampires, so you know Dave can hit a little closer. Um, Dave is over. What we do in the shadows still has four or five episodes, so. Yeah, I mean, it might be the thing I'm most excited about right now, besides maybe Last Dance. Um, yeah, dude, it's really great. It's just so funny. I love it. And uh, touching on that, Dave finished up with uh, the final episode this last week. Um, is this thing coming back for sure? Uh, and, you know, where does this rank in the show's FX currently has uh, that they can bring out at any moment? So I have, I have just a real quick question about it. Mm-hmm. Is is this something you think he wants to continue? Like, do you, do you feel like, do you feel like, I, I'm sure you guys feel like it deserves a second season, but do you feel like it's necessary? 
Oh, I def I definitely think so. I mean, he's he's just now starting to sort of grow as a character. Um, it would be a shame to leave it leave it where it left off. I, although I loved it, and you could, I mean, I could imagine that that could be the end of it. And I know that you know with these one kind of creative driven shows, just like Atlanta or Master of None or Louie, um, you know, these guys write it when they feel inspired, and it the next season might not come out for a couple of years. But I hope it does because it's it's excellent and it was just a, a really awesome kind of a springboard final episode. I think that uh, this is what happened. Um, FX said, uh, "Dave, well, uh, you can make as many seasons as you'd like." That's yeah. kind of what I think that they're at right now. Yeah, I, I think that they are psyched with how well the show turned out. It's crazy. It's crazy that somebody with no TV experience could come in and write and produce it like that. I mean, it, it I've been following um, Lil Dicky on Instagram as well, and his posts about the show have been really poignant. Is FX, like, so eliminating HBO, is FX probably the most visionary TV studio out there? Every time I think that they have fallen off, they come back with something excellent. So... I yeah. think that's part of the I think that's part of the visionary bit is that when you get proposed a show by Noah Hawley who had Fargo under his belt and it's gonna be this crazy, you know, X-Men character and season one was pretty good, like you get Legion. But then they have what we do in the shadows and they have Dave and they have like a bunch of hits and mm -hmm. you're like, wow, I mean, there's gonna be misses, of course. But at the same time, the ones that do hit are always, like, top-notch. Yeah. And we're supposed to get another season of Fargo, you know? So they're going to be – that was supposed to actually come out mid-April, and they moved it out for whatever reason. It's like, why are you delaying it? We're at home. Just drop it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we'll be getting that this year, too. So, yeah, FX is, is fantastic. I think HBO has a little bit more resources behind it, a little better track record overall, but I think – FX is, is second. I agree. I do. Um, and this was just another great example. Um, so, yeah, I thought Dave was a true hit. If people didn't watch it, please go check it out. It was it, it was like um, a little over the top, a little, little uh, uh, I can't think of the word, I'm, a little raunchy maybe yeah. uh, early on. Um, but in reality, the, the more serious moments probably hit better than the funny moments. And it was a hilarious show. So yep. I, I think that this was essential television. I loved every second of it. And the last few episodes were so, so, so strong. All right, guys. So I watched a, a movie, a better late than never. Um, oh my God. I don't know if it was better that I watched this even, um, but I watched a movie called game over man. Another one of those Netflix ones. Um, this was the guys from Workaholics, and it was done by uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. They were the ones who created this. Um, it was like a really long episode of Workaholics, okay? And I think it was horrible, <laughs> but, but I had a pretty good time watching it. Like, yeah. just knowing it was just a piece of trash. I mean, the number of people who like whose like, dicks got blown off. And then we're like thrown about <laughs> was, was like too many. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was a lot of that. And uh, the deaths were actually really cool um, overall. Uh, what I thought was cool about it though, I guess, was just that the script was like a low budget script and the effects and the filming were like pretty high budget. And so I kind of thought that that was a bit charming. Um, but overall, again, it's the How Bored Are You uh, watch. So, did anyone else watch it? Ever? I've seen it. I watched it. I got through it in one sitting, and I gave it, I'll give it like a C minus. You know, I must not have liked it too much because I never brought it up or recommended it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Better late than never. Game over, man. Workaholics, guys. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's my review. Eric, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How much money would I have to Venmo you to watch Gladiator while you're bored in quarantine? Um, I will just watch it, but I guess it just seems like um, fighting pits with like 
with like spears and knives just sounds really terrible to me. Yeah. It's a very small part of the movie. So I just keep imagining it's just going to be like, and now he grabbed this dude and oh, he slit his throat too. You know, and like the crowd's cheering and he's got blood everywhere. Like, throat slit, throat slit. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a few times. If you can watch Game of Thrones, you can watch Gladiator. Yeah, but like, will I enjoy Gladiator as much as I enjoy yeah. Game of Thrones? Yes. Oh, it's amazing, dude. If you haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix do his thing in this movie, you need to watch it. I mean, it's a Best Picture winner. It's back when Russell Crowe was like super relevant. Um, it's a huge, huge movie. I will buy you, Eric, I will buy you a four pack of your choice. You go to the store, pick it out. Tell me how much it costs. I'll Venmo you the money. You drink that while you watch Gladiator. Done deal. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds like a good plan. Okay. I love it. All right, guys. So one thing that I am excited to watch is our Marvel rewatch. So much so that, like, when we finish recording the podcast every week, I watch the movie. <laughs> I do, too. I start it. Yeah. Like, uh, we, like, here we go. Can't wait. So uh, this last week was um, Captain America Civil War. Um, so this was introducing a lot of new characters, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. It was a huge battle of ideals between the Avengers um, really, for the first time, it had been boiling over, and it comes to fruition here as uh, Captain America, uh, in his attempt to save his good friend Bucky, um, has to cross some of his um, Avenger buddies and the U.S. government and governments of the world and gets himself into a pretty sticky situation. I enjoyed this movie more on a rewatch than I did the first time. What about you guys? I agree. Except I was confused. So, well, just whatever, spoilers. Um, I was a little bit confused about Tony Stark's position in this movie. It felt a little bit contrived in the fact that he had literally been fighting for most of his Iron Man films about oversight and not giving Congress um, any power over Stark Industries and not like he was, you know, he was like jokingly going to congressional hearings and, you know, walking out, putting his shades on and acting all cool. And now all of a sudden he's like, this is a huge problem. We need world oversight. Uh, we need more chains on us uh, than we want to admit. And I felt like that position for him was a little bit rushed. So that was the only part of the the film that really just sort of bothered me that all of a sudden he was like, we need to be reined in. And he had never once voiced that in any of the previous films, including all the Iron Man ones. So, but overall, I think like the, the movie itself was just fantastic. Uh, we got to see Black Panther in action for the first time. And I think it was just, just magical, uh, you know, that the, the chase scene uh, in the tunnel and I, I, I just, I, overall, this movie was is a, a 9 out of 10 for me. I guess my only thing that bothered me about this was just it's really missing um, a, a villain. Um, I don't even know the name of the villain. I Like, I mean, that's a problem to me. And I know that the... I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure someone could give me some real deep answer about how the villain was <laughs> the, themselves or something, you know, like, I don't know. I, it just kind of, that part just kind of missed with me. Like as cool as the movie was and as, as uh, much as they pushed the story in some directions, I think the major conflict of it seemed very irresponsible to me. Like these dudes who are like our last line of defense and they know it are pretty much fighting to the death in the name of what? Like, I just, I, I thought that was just a little silly. So that didn't hit well with me the first time I saw it. And it didn't hit well this time either. Yeah. Also, I'm tired of hearing the name Sokovia for Christ's sakes. Stop saying Sokovia. They said it like a thousand times. They They're trying to make Sokovia Accords. Just. Yeah. They're trying stop. to make Avengers too relevant again. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. I mean, you can tell that this is maybe one of the more contrived movies, right? Like, 
They're, you can tell what they're kind of setting up. And they did do some legwork to get there. Like, as we mentioned in previous movies where Tony Stark feels one way and Captain America feels the other, and they don't get along on quite a few things. And this is sort of supposed to be a logical boiling point there, although it does feel like a stretch, I admit. Um, but it has the airport scene. And it was that was great. The airport scene is really cool. Um, seeing Spider-Man and Black Panther really for the first time is the best part of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they do good character build, character building in this. Um, they made you actually like care about Bucky a little bit, and like you see kind of a human side, and you have some sympathy for him, where he seemed just like a robot before. So, I mean, there were things that I liked about this. Um, well, not only not only that, Bucky. I think, and you never really knew this before, was being like tortured constantly all the time. Anytime mm-hmm. they wanted him to do something, they were like electrocuting him and making him, you know, forget everything that he knew before that. And, and it, that just seemed like really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I watched this with my kids and, you know, they, they don't get scared of the big action scenes, but they were scared with him getting tortured. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that. That's pretty adult stuff. For sure. But, yeah. I, you know, overall, this was good. I mean, I think that um, Captain America 2 is still better. Winter Soldier is a better movie. It, by a lot. By, by, I think by quite a lot. But this had a ton of great spectacle. The introduction, so did they introduce Spider-Man in this movie, right? So this came out before Homecoming. So this was his first foray into the universe. So this is really about, he steals the show and that's what they wanted to happen. He is incredible. He's so funny. He's so powerful. Um, They nailed it with Tom Holland. I mean, Tom Holland is an absolute treasure for Marvel now, especially losing some of the characters that they have. Um, I really like Black Panther. I think Black Panther is interesting and important in the MCU. Obviously one of their big stars. And this was uh, your introduction to him and to Wakanda as well, which was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, so I, I think I really liked the movie. And I know the end was popular with a lot of viewers. But to me, the end was, I don't know. It just didn't really do it for me. Like, I just have a hard time seeing them fighting to to the degree that they did. Like, it wasn't cool to me. It was just like, I was like, man, these guys are so irresponsible. (laughs) Like it, it, it felt like watching like maybe Eric, you've seen this in coaching high school sports. Like after a while, you know, you've been practicing all summer long and then your guys start getting in fights, like on the field with each other. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? What are you guys doing? We're on the same team. Don't yeah. punch your teammate in the face. That's so stupid. Like, what do you, like, you kind of felt like that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely agree. Like, Tom Holland and Black Panther kind of steal the show. Um, and I think, like, one of the smartest choices that they made um, was sort of rebranding the Spider Man character within the MCU, was giving him that sort of childlike reverence to Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. slash iron man um it just made him seem so much more likable and relatable that he was he he's so ready to do anything to be an avenger that he still calls him like mr stark and you know it just makes you feel like you anybody could be spider-man right at any mm-hmm. point in time and i thought that was such a like a really smart and cool decision i i totally agree yeah they, they just did him perfectly I agree. So, uh, yeah, we all seem to like it. It was better this time than it was last time for me. Um, next up, we're going to watch a new character again. This time, it will be Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I like Doctor Strange. Serious ones, I think. Doctor Strange takes some heat, but he's a cool character. Obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch is a big actor. I like this part of Marvel. And this is going to introduce us into this Eastern um, version of the MCU, which I think is going to be really cool. James, you said you, you've seen this once. Was that when you saw it in the theater and then never watched it again? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it twice. I, I just remember thinking it was only okay. 
So um, I'm I'm curious to watch this one again. I remember really being bothered by Benedict Cumberbatch's um, quote American accent. Like, is he like I, I? We'll see if this is as bad as I remember. But I remember him like partially doing it, like he's from New Jersey, and then the next time he's sort of like from Chicago, and then the next one he's kind of like a California beach guy. So I, I don't know. I know he's a great actor, but he's a British guy, and the accent I'm not sure came through, but we'll see. Okay. All right. So uh, that's what we have to look forward to. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Finally, we're going to get into this week's metal stand. Uh, James, what was the results of last week's metal stand? Um, it was the Chainsaw Hand one. Chainsaw Five. Hand one. What kind yeah, of people, I know. Uh, the let me look again here, but it was the lightsaber. Lightsaber, a distant second. No, I'll look it up here while we're going. But um, no, I don't know. I guess I, I got to pull it up. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that means wizard wand comes in third. Harry Potter's wand, elder wand, whatever one. Um, the lightsaber comes in second, and the chainsaw arm comes in third and first which is kind of wild to me <laughs> definitely not uh quite as as memorable but um that's cool i love that people are voting for this stuff and if they think it is then they are right so that's it today's metal stand is going to be the no wait i'm sorry let me go back i was that was early results the lightsaber killed it i'm so sorry thank <laughs> god the i was like smoked everybody I was flabbergasted. I, those were early hard. results, and I didn't have anything up, so I was just going to kind of string you along um, like an asshole. So now that I have it up, it was 43 votes for a lightsaber, 13 for the Elder Wand, and only 12 for the Chainsaw Arm. So I was totally backwards. Totally backwards. People came in hot on the Chainsaw, though. Like, the first three votes were true for Chainsaw Arm, so I thought that was going to win. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we're going with... The all-time great stoner comedies. Great category. So who wants to start? James, I think you need to start this one. Yeah, no. I mean, dude, there's a, there's a bunch of them. So you look at the classics. You can. Why does, you can James, why does James need to start this? Um, he was excited about this one, and I think he prepared a lot. Okay. Yeah, let's just go with that. Let's just go with that. Um, I live the life, all right? Look, um, I want to throw in Dazed and Confused as one of the classic all-timer ones, right? So it is a comedy. It's a stoner comedy. It's super funny. It's it's just got all these iconic moments. Ben Affleck, Matthew McConaughey, just ridiculous cast. The main kid is horrible, but otherwise it's a damn good movie. What do you got in there, sixer? <laughs> The kid, the main all kid, right, all right. here. every time he is like stressed at all or supposed to be acting stressed, he like pinches his the bridge of his nose, and I can't. He's like the worst actor I've ever seen do anything. Yeah, he's pretty bad, but that's that shouldn't disqualify it. All right, next one. I'm gonna go a little bit old school, but like. Uh, probably pre Dave Chappelle's peak, and that's half baked. Mm. And this is probably one of my favorite old school stoner comedies because a the plot is ridiculous, but Jim Brewer was the embodiment of like the stoner comedian at the time, um, mm -hmm. especially like in his stand up. On SNL, which, by the way, Jim Brewer's stand-up is kind of underrated. It's um, very good. It's very good. Um, they they did all the tropes, but there were also some like incredibly funny, like laugh out loud scenes. I mean, everyone knows about when one dude is like quitting his job, but then when like Dave is handed like these bricks of weed at the at the clinic, and he has to like sign for it, and he can't. Cause he can't even like hold the pen. Like he can't even think straight. Like some of those, like they're very subtle, but they're very funny, like laugh out loud moments. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw half baked in the ring. Deserves to be there. All right. I'm going to put one forward that I actually watched in the last two or three weeks. 
and that is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> Why the hell? You watched that, really? Yeah, I think it just like popped up, and I was like, I need to watch something funny, and so I just, I don't know. I've, I've, I watch a lot of stuff, guys. Um, I see them. Uh, so Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Um, I think the name of this movie um, scared everyone off that wasn't a stoner from watching it originally. Um, the name is really stupid, and the movie is essentially about that. Um, but White Castle also doesn't play a big enough role in it for it to be in the name of the movie, in my opinion. Um, the two of them are really funny. Um, there just aren't enough movies, um, you know, featuring people from South Asia uh, and their their humor. Um, and this was an incredible example. Both these guys are so amazing. And uh, it has Neil Patrick Harris with an epic... Uh, angry drug-fueled um cameo in this uh overall one of the I, big the greatest cameos of all time yes because it's just he relaunched like, his career yeah he's calling himself uh nph the whole yeah. time and he's just like with naked women and doing coke and he's just out of control so yeah the movie is really funny um perfect example in title and in everything um, of a real stoner comedy. Okay. Um, I have one that I don't know if people consider this a good movie or a bad movie. I'm curious what you guys think. I think it's hilarious and that's grandma's boy. So it has like, it's like all of Adam Sandler's buddies came and made a movie and it's got, you know, Nick Swartzen and, and whatever else. I can't even think of the the rest of the characters or the actors' names, but dude, it is so goddamn funny. It has all these awesome moments. Do you guys like this movie? I love Grandma's Boy. Okay. Like like I'm I'm considering fighting for Grandma's Boy to be in this. I think I will too. I mean, I, I it's it is a stoner comedy. I mean, the drug dealer always has like some crazy fucking animals there, and it it just the mom is smoking weed. And she puts the fucking flowers in the vase or in the, the bong. I mean, it's all just, it's really centric on the weed. So I think it counts. I mean, it for sure counts. Ryan, have you seen I, it? Oh, yes. I've seen it multiple times. Like, I think yeah. this, is one of the, uh, this is one of the most quotable stoner comedies, I think. Maybe, maybe it holds a little bit of a, 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 a bigger piece of our heart. Um, just due to Nick Swartzen being in it. And this mm -hmm. is probably one of his, sadly, one of his best roles um, in film. Right. Um, but I, I just think like overall, like, like when he did the, like, did I break it? What happened? Like, that's yeah. a great line. I score. Is uh, that bad? Is, yeah. Is that bad? Um, <laughs> like your car is, or your bed is a race car. He's like, yeah, but it's a fucking sweet car. Like the, a lot of those lines are just like, fantastic although there is some like stupid scenes but like jp is great kevin nealon's in this as like the mm -hmm. boss of the the developer company like I, I i there's nothing about this movie that i really didn't like i thought it was fantastic okay i have that one starred let's see let's see if it makes it what well, else I'll, go the, I'll, I'll go with the obvious one and that's pineapple express Okay. And this movie is elite, in my opinion. I don't, like, not even as a stoner comedy, like, just as a comedy, like, in general, like, just a general comedic movie, I think it's an eight and a half out of ten. I love so many elements of this movie that I can't even tell you, like, I don't even, it, you know it's a really good comedy when you don't really notice the, the weed so much as like everything else that's going on. Like the weed is tertiary to the main story itself. And you have Danny McBride, obviously James Franco, Seth Rogen, like this, this is a, a like these people doing this, this might be their opus, like in terms of taking their stoner comedy to the next level. I, I love pineapple express. Yeah. And Craig Robinson was so great in it. So oh, funny. yeah, Craig Robinson, obviously. I can't believe I forgot him. I well, think yeah. it's funny that, uh, that Seth Rogen obviously like wrote and made this movie and is the star of the show, and his girlfriend is a high schooler the whole time. 
<laughs> that was so funny. Oh, I love this movie. Damn. Okay, I have one left that I'm just going to mention so we can move past it. Um, Dude, Where's My Car? I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember thinking it was just, just wonderful. Does it probably suck if I saw it again? A thousand percent. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm so. going to watch it at some point and see, and I'll let you guys know. I remember it being like, I thought it was fucking hilarious, but um, we won't count that one. I think we can talk about Grandma's Boy, Half-Baked, Pineapple Express, and Dazed and Confused. I want to I wanna bring one more up. Okay. okay. You guys are both going to shit on, but it is truly a great stoner comedy, okay? Mm. And that is Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Ugh, shit. Dude, why, Jane Silent Bob sucks. Why do you hate Jane Silent Bob? All Kevin Smith stuff sucks. Jane Silent Bob has way more stars than all of the movies we've mentioned combined. So what? It's just star-studded. Everyone's I mean, other it. other than Pineapple Express, sure. I mean... I mean, as far as just quick cameos, Jay and Silent Bob probably has more, but that doesn't make it good. I just think it is uh, an essential, compared to most of these movies, it's about as good as all of them. I would also Ugh. argue Dazed and Confused has bigger stars now, but... Um, all right. Well, thanks for making your case, Eric. We're going to go ahead and throw that out <laughs> so that we can get to a top three. <laughs> what do we know is going to make it? Pineapple Express. All of us are putting it on. Um, yeah, I really like that one. Okay. So that's going to make it. Um, I would love to see Grandma's Boy on there. I think Grandma's Boy has to be on there. Okay. Then the final one, should it be Half-Baked? Are Days of Confused or do we even mention Cheech and Chong? No, too old. It, it, I think it's a little too old for us personally. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you guys think? I'll just let you guys go for it. I mean, I'm eliminating Jay and Silent Bob for sure. Yeah, and I'm not putting Harold and Kumar in there either, unfortunately. Although it it is a super great honorable mention. I think it should be Grandma's Boy, Pineapple Express, and Days and Confused. I'm cool with that. I'm good with that. Half baked does not make the cut. Yeah, fair okay. enough. I mean, it was it was silly and not not quite good enough, right? I don't think it's yeah, right. Okay, all right. That's dude. That's great. I love these three. That's a, that's a solid list. Okay, I'm I'm giving you this. I I this is going to be excessive, and I just don't care. I'm giving it to you here. Okay, this is yeah. the cat. Jason Muse, Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck. Jeff Anderson, Shannon Elizabeth, Eliza Dushku, uh, Will Farrell, Jason Lee, Matt Damon, Judd Nelson, George Carlin, Carrie Fisher, Sean William Scott, John Stewart, Jules Asner, um, Tracy Morgan, Gus Van Sant, Chris Rock, Jamie Kennedy, Wes Craven, Shannon Doherty, Mark Hamill, um, mm. Jason Biggs, and, and all, all of those people, all of those people you just mentioned had a combined screen time of 32 minutes. Sure, I'm just saying. The movie was wild. It was just all this idea of making a good movie is like calling famous people and getting them to be in it. I mean, I mean, uh, then they they were superheroes in a movie in this named Blood Man and Chronic. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. (laughs) Shit blows. All right, guys. So there you go. That's what we have for this week. We have uh, Days and Confused, Grandma's Boy, and Pineapple Express. Let us know which one is your favorite stoner comedy of all time. You uh, know what I proposed? When I proposed my like uh, Desert Island features, I should have said, Jimbo, you have to pick three Kevin Smith movies to watch. Which ones <laughs> do you pick? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on it. They're mostly pretty unbearable. You'd be like, I'm just going to drown myself in the ocean. Like Probably like just mall rats. It. And then no, just, like, have, leave it there. To, no, you have to watch three consecutively. Oh my God. Dogma. Dogma <laughs> sucks too. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I know that my takes here are controversial and people listening are like, what is he talking about? These are great movies. And that's fine. They're not, but 
I, my, you know, they're controversial takes and that's fine. Oh, I love it. I, I should have just said, Jimbo, you got to pick three Kevin Smith movies. Go. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Carrying on. I think that's all the time we have for this week on the Hardy's podcast, which is so crazy. Um, we're going to watch these things and uh, let us know what we forgot and what we missed and what you're watching. We'll try to check it out. But uh, until then, uh, that's all we have for this week. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Nordy's podcast. Stay inside. Take care of yourself. Pick up some new hobbies. Call family members. Do whatever you got to do to get through this. And uh, watch all the bad TV and movies you possibly can. So that's all the time we have. Take care, guys. Uh, we're the Nordy's podcast. And we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll even throw in a little sports for you guys.